Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. This is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. And right now, you're listening to Wilfred on Wilfred Watches Podcast on Brain Buster Radio. Welcome to Wilfred Watch's podcast here on Brain Busta Radio. It is Sunday afternoon, Easter, cracking open a Coke Zero, living that no sugar life. And we're going to talk wrestling today. It is whew, a lot of wrestling going on lately, a lot of news, a lot of... Um, Happenings in the world of wrestling. We got uh, CM Punk showing up at a random show last night in a uh, mask. Allegedly, it was him. Uh, not sure if anybody still cares, but I thought I'd point that out. Um, and then we got uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course, with a lovely appetizer before the big show in about a week and a half. Uh, we got Sengoku Lord show, very good show that happened, and uh, we got a couple title matches in there, some defenses, some teasing for some matches down the line. Of course, Wrestling Dantaku is coming up the 3rd and 4th of May, very exciting times, and we also had fellow Brain Busters, um, Kurt from Wrestle Thoughts Podcast over at Fight Club Pro's Dream Tag Team Invitational. Getting to see a lot of huge wrestling stars. LAX, British Strong Style in the house too. Pac, Pentagon, uh, Phoenix, Chuck Mambo. Really, really fun show. So... Still getting pictures, by the way, feeding into my uh, Twitter sphere. And also, next week, we have the Stardom Cinderella Tournament, which this would be my very first uh, time around this part of the calendar as a Stardom uh, fan. We have, uh, of course, no particular angle podcast. On Brain Buster Radio, where JPQ, Big Positive Pup, talks about women's wrestling, talks about professional wrestling uh, from a lot of different angles, but never has an agenda, looks at the world of pro wrestling very unbiasedly, um, unbiased, and uh, I'm interested to see who he thinks is going to win the Cinderella tournament and which title 
that person will go after. So Stardom World, stardom-world.com is your place to go to find all the Stardom events. I'm really excited to see more and more interest after the Mania weekend that we had a couple weeks back now. There have been more and more people wanting to get on the bandwagon and watch some top professional wrestling. And that's stardom in Japan, of course. If you are, you know, if you're digging what NXT is doing with Kairi-san and Io Shirai and, uh, you know, Tony Storm. If you're digging that hard-hitting Japanese professional wrestling then you got to know where it came from. And most of these women came from stardom. That was a big part of their career. Tony Storm, of course. Io Shirai, Kairi San. Asuka, not so much stardom. But, of course, she was one of the biggest icons in the sport of pro wrestling over in Japan. Um, But... Most of them coming through the ranks of stardom, including Viper from NXT UK now. Uh, So, stardom's a really, really good thing to check out. So, we'll talk about the Cinderella tournament. We've got some matches lined up, announced. Um, And this is my first time, as a fan, checking out the uh, tournament. So, I'm, I'm very fascinated to see what happens. Basically, that tournament takes place all in one day, King of the Ring style, if you're an old school WWF fan like I am. And it all happens in one night, and you get a 10 minute time limit matches, and uh, you get a winner that night. And I'm very, very pumped to see some of these uh, entertaining matches. Of course, we'll keep with the stardom theme here as we get started on Wilford Watches. Uh, so So if you'd like to support, please retweet. The tweet about this episode going out, please follow me at Wilfred Watches. Please follow the amazing pod collective that we have, uh, that I started with a lot, uh, lots of help from everybody else on the team, and that is at BrainBusta Radio. B R A I N B U S T A Radio. We are on Twitter. We're getting a website getting uh, worked on right now by Callum. From Wrestle Thoughts Podcast, we're very excited about that. Probably in another month or two, we're gonna start getting some more posts, maybe some bloggers featuring on the site. Um, we're not gonna be a news site, that's for sure. We're gonna be coverage um, about events, live events that we may be at, or uh, just opinion pieces. So if you're looking for news about pro wrestling, that's not what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about wrestling. Anyways, so Stardom is kicking off with the Cinderella tournament next week on the 29th. And it's a, uh, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 16 women in the tournament. You get Azumi versus Rebel Kell. Rebel Kell is a giant uh, she is from the Pacific Northwest. She's doing a tour in Japan, and she's learning still. She's very green and honestly a little laborsome to watch. But um, she has a lot of learning to come, and that's what stardom's there for. She's going to really craft her skills and hopefully become a better wrestler. 
And uh, I'm sure she's learning quite a lot in stardom. So we got Azumi taking on Rebel Kel. Then the next match in the first round is a real show stealer. I mean, we're talking two of the best workers, two of the best uh, women in stardom right now. And that is Momo Watsonabe. She is the holder of the white belt. The white belt is the second most prestigious. That's the second ranking belt in stardom today. Momo Watanabe has defended that belt numerous occasions. She's unstoppable at this point. And she's going up against Konami. Konami is was trained by WWE's Asuka. And she's the only trainee of Asuka. Konami will kick your face in. She's vicious. She's fantastic. And since the stardom draft that happened this past week, Konami was actually paired up with Hana Kimura in their new group, Tokyo Cyber Squad. So, factions are a big deal in Japanese wrestling, of course, and it's the same with stardom. Konami and Hana Kimura. Hana Kimura is, I would say, more like a Naito of the group, very off-center very different, very out there, but very much the forefront face on the poster. And now that Hani Kimura has signed permanently with Stardom, we're really starting to uh, get the foundation of her big group. And uh, that's still coming together. This weekend, uh, we had a, a couple shows that have yet to air, but... Um, whew. Very fascinating to see people like Jungle Kiona, huge babyface, paired up with Hana Kimura, a cool heel, and now Konami also in the ranks. So, Konami taking on Momo Watanabe in uh, what I believe JPQ has said on the down low thinks that Konami is going to get that pinfall and get a white belt shot. So, next match, Hazuki. Hazuki is part of Oedo Tai, the... The bad girls group, essentially, they are in black all the time, and um, they're badass, badass chicks, and Hazuki is taking on B Priestley. This is going to be an interesting one, as they're both essentially on the same team. Hazuki is the high-speed champion at the moment, and Hazuki, I'm a big fan of Hazuki, and I care very little about B Priestley, so I'm hoping Hazuki gets the win there then you get natsu sumir taking on starlight kid starlight kid is really the more up-and-coming star of the group she is somebody that everybody she's someone that everyone cheers for everybody really enjoys star uh, starlight kid she of course wears the mask which is very cool to see she really stands out obviously and she's a tremendous talent natsu sumir is kind of like the old mother hen slag of the group um, of Oedo Tai. So, uh, Starlight Kid, which I think could make a very serious run in this tournament and could be a winner. We'll see if the trigger is pulled on Starlight Kid. Then the, the other side of the bracket, we have Natsuko, Tora taking on Jungle Kiona. These two were in the same faction before the draft that took place last week. And Jungle Kiona was the leader of that group. She failed in the five-way match and actually lost her group. Her group is now um, 
dismantled. Jungle Kiona was selected by Hanakimura to be part of the Tokyo Cyber Squad. So Jungle and Natsuko. Natsuko now going over to Oedo Tai. Bad Girls Group. And Natsuko is liking it so far, it seems. Uh, so we get two former Jan members. Uh, Jungle's group was Jungle Assault Nation. So two former faction members going up against each other should be a drama-filled 10 minutes or less. Next up is Hanakimura. She is the most recent signing for uh, Stardom. And she's now leading up her own group. She briefly was uh, part of the Oedo Tai mix when she came in. I believe her mother actually founded Oedo Tai. Mother of former pro wrestler. And Hanakimura is now signed permanently with Stardom. She's been a freelance wrestler for a while. She was signed to Wrestle 1 in Japan. But now we get her in Stardom all the time. Which is great because she's a top level performer. And she's really outside the box. So, Hanakimura takes on Andres Miyagi, who is somebody that I could put all those same descriptions on. Because these two are wacky. Their styles are frenetic and different and very unique. And uh, Miyagi, kind of the number two in Oedo Tai, I'd say. So... Very, very fascinating match. I really hope we see Kimura and Miyagi again later this year with a belt on the line eventually. Then we get Tam Nakano taking on Kagetsu in the draft that happened this past week. Kagetsu, who is the leader of Oedo Tai and the red belt holder, is a badass 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 chick she is the uh, one of the best workers she is she can go she could do flips she can uh she'll she'll win by any means necessary and of course she's in that role because she is she's the red belt champion red belt title holder because she can do everything and get it done when it needs to get done she's taking on tam nakano who was a bit of a sourpuss because she was not selected first and she doesn't care so I'm thinking it's a good time for Kagetsu to get upset. We'll see what happens. And then we have Saki Kashima versus Arisa Hosiki. These are two stars who are I'm not really familiar with, so I am going to defer this to Big Paws and a Pup. So listen to at NPA Podcast for more coverage on stardom this week and women's wrestling in whole. So as far as finalists... There was a really cool um, Google form entry contest put through by Private Eye. Private Eyeball. I have to look it up real quick. Um, and uh, he actually has a very good Joshi podcast that I would refer you to for better knowledge. I am just a fan, so refer you to him. But um, I think I selected Hanikimura to get to the finals against... I want to say Starlight Kid, but we'll see. It's going to be a one-night affair. One night, only 10-minute time limits, and we'll see who comes out on top. It's a fascinating time for stardom. It's They're really putting on some exceptional wrestling matches. And after watching for a few months now, 
I'm starting to get a better grasp of everything. And it takes time. When you, when you find a new wrestling organization, especially one that is a different language than yours, it can be a little tough. Learning curve is kind of tough. But if you really enjoy the wrestling and you enjoy the characters and um, you can start to learn, there's great resources online. And, uh, and there's also an English Twitter account for Stardom, which uh, definitely helps out when you're starting to learn more of the characters and the stories and the feuds and everything that's happening. So if you have the opportunity, go to stardom-world.com. It's roughly about eight bucks a month, about five and a half, six pounds. And um, it's really worth it. They put on shows every couple of weeks. The shows come up a few days after it, it happens. There is no live streaming at this point. They've been an organization for about eight years now. So they've just done an oversight uh, overhaul on the websites and... Some of the archives are still getting worked on, but they're being added. Um, all the newer stuff is on there for the last uh, what, four or five months is all fresh. So lots to sink your teeth into. Jump back. Uh, if you're getting into stardom, check back into you know November or so. You can kind of start to learn some of the people on how we got to where we are now. And try to enjoy it. Ask questions. People are there to help, especially at NPA Podcast. And... If there's any way I can help, holla. So let's jump over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, Wrestling Dantaku is happening the 3rd and 4th of May with some huge matches. But first, we had Sengoku Lord in Nagoya, which was Saturday the 20th for 20. We had Young Lions kick things off. Ren Narita gets the pinfall. Ren Narita pinning Yumura in this tag affair. Ren Narita and Shota Umino taking on Yumura and Yorasuji. If you've listened to me before, I know I, I really think Suji is going to be a big star that people are sleeping on. Shota Umino is the head of the class right now for the Young Lions. And Ren Narita is also, I'd say, right there as the, the second, uh, second best in class right now. I kind of think Umino is going to head towards the heavyweight fields, the heavyweight division, and I think Ren Narita is going to be a junior star. But of course, you don't uh, rush these kids in Japan. These kids, these young men are looked after very well, and they have their craft down to a science, um, down to a T before they're actually brought back up. We have... A young lion class, a couple of guys out on excursion now, still learning their trade. Of course, Great Okarn over in RevPro and uh, Kawato in CMLL in Mexico. Hoping to see these guys come back soon. Kawato was really, really a standout character and a lot of fire and a lot of passion. He's got a baby face and I think a lot of really big things are going to happen for Kawato when he returns. But right now, Rin Narita, Shota Umino, head of the class. I think they're they're ahead of everybody at the moment. Yamura's still learning. Suji, I think, is going to be a late bloomer. 
So look out for some of these names in the future. I think you're going to be really entertained. And as far as looks go for the for the females or those who are curious, uh, Shota Umino is a looker, and so is Ren Narita. So that makes things a little easier. Second match was a 10-man match, and it had Suzuki-gun, which is the Suzuki Army, Suzuki Taichi, Kanemaru, Desperado, and Takamichinoku. Taking on Jushin Thunder Liger, Tohinare, Honma, Yuji Nagata, and Kojima. Hashtag bread club. What I noticed right away in this match was Jushin Thunder Liger's pop. The crowd knows that this is the final year for Jushin Thunder Liger. It's been a historic career for him. He's wrestled just about everywhere, which is not something... uh, some of the kids can say these days, um, but he has really wrestled everywhere, and he's been an icon to fans all over the world, not just in Japan, and um, the crowd is just eating out of his palm, and it's going to be a really fun 2019 for Jushin Thunder Liger. Anyways, as far as the match goes, we've got all the regular Suzuki-Goon shenanigans. I'm not going to bore you with play-by-play. Taichi gets the victory. He gets the pinfall over Tohinari after about 12 minutes. Taichi, of course, is next in line for the Never Open Contendership, which is held by Jeff Cobb. Remember, Taichi pinned Will Ospreay before G1 Supercard and has earned himself, essentially, a title shot. And now that Jeff Cobb is the Never Open Weight Champion... Taichi is looking down to be the next contender. So we're going to see that soon. Look, Toa Hinari is going to get the pinfall. He's going to eat the pinfalls. And that's totally fine because the crowd enjoys him. I think he's a great character. And I also think that he's very functional. Toa Hinari can easily be pushed to the moon. You can slap a new coat of paint on him anytime. You could put him in a group. And and you could put him in Suzuki-Goon. You could put him in Bullet Club. You can do so much with this guy. He's great. Great build. Great look. Great physique. Um, I think he's going to be a very critical part of the roster. I'm very happy. He's doing very well. And eating these pins is actually a very good thing. They actually care about him. So... Taichi wins, gets the pinfall. If you enjoy all the Suzuki-Goon shenanigans, especially with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger in the mix on the opposite side, take a look at that match. It was lots of fun. Now, we get Toru Yano, Makabe, and Dragon Lee, the junior champion, taking on Taiji Ishimori and Tangaloa Tamatonga G.O.D., tag champions, very cool. Actually, Tamatonga is starting to grow on me, even though I uh, blocked him a while back. I'm sure he blocked me. I don't know. Whatever. Um, he's, he's, I like the music a lot. Obviously, the gear and the mask is very cool to check out. What I really liked is that he carried the belt in a big red bag, kind of like Jake the Snake Roberts uh, with the snake. And he's dragging the belts around like he can give a shit about them. And, uh, very cool. Very cool aesthetic. I love it. Dragon Lee is uh, so sexy that he could barely get the baseball jersey off his body before the match. 
Uh, really good interactions. I love Dragon Lee's style in the ring, his moves. Uh, he loves Shibata, of course. He looks up to Shibata, so he utilizes the hesitation dropkick in the corner. He has an intensity and a speed. It's very, very big stuff. And Dragon Lee's very young, too, so plenty of future ahead for him. Big future ahead for him. But most importantly, Toru Yanu, who stole the belts, the tag belts at uh, G1 Supercard, came in here and he stole a pinfall from Tangaloa. So, Yano has a leg up. He stole the pinfall, but did not steal the belts to, uh, on this particular night. But, Yano and Makabe will get their chances at Dontaku. Next match was... Questionable. Now, here's why. Mikey Nichols, formerly of NXT, of course, and the Mighty Don't Kneel, taking on Chase Owens. Chase Owens recently lost to Juice uh, Robinson for the U.S. title. And without them really saying it, it, it looks... And, of course, I do listen to the Japanese audio, so... They may have said this on the English stream, I don't know. But, basically, it looks like a number one contendership for the U.S. title. Um, we got a good match. I really thought the match was really well done. Of course, it's put in the middle of the card. It's two gaijin. Two guys that struggle to find investment in. It's kind of hard to... Say, like, why am I watching this singles match? Um, But for the nine minutes that happened, I thought it was a really good match. A very strong match with characters that I don't really care about yet. But it is what it is. Uh, We shall see what happens with this uh, victory for Mikey Nichols, who was announced as part of Chaos. Chaos is still kind of chaos. I'm not really sure who's all in chaos at the moment but i think we'll find out during dantaku weekend then we got hikaleo and jay white jay white of course still uh looking around his waist and not seeing a belt i don't think that's gonna last for too too long but i think the next belt he's gonna go after is gonna be a white belt which is the intercontinental anyways jay white hikaleo taking on taguchi and goto Goto and Jay White will be taking each other on during Wrestling Dantaku, which is fascinating. I see it one of either two ways. Either Hiroki Goto and Jay White is a number one contendership match for the Intercontinental Belt, which looks a little odd now after the main events. Um, Or we're going to get to see some progression to the storylines of maybe a Bullet Club versus Chaos. And maybe they could pull the trigger on the whole mole angle. I think that that's just sitting on the back burner. And if you want to crank the heat up a little bit and blow some wind on it, you got a, a really beefy angle you can get into and turn somebody over. So anyways, in this match, 11 minutes go by. Goto pins Hikaleo. And uh, I'm curious to see why this singles match is happening. I think it's going to be a major talking point when Dantaku rolls around. Next, we had whew, we had Chaos taking on L.I.J. Naito got the pinfall over Yoshihashi with the Destino after 16 and a half minutes. Plenty of good interactions between the likes of Evil and Ishii. I'm praying that's a never open weight, uh, you know, number one contendership on the line in the future. We got the juniors going at it, Shou and Yo and Shingo and uh, Bushi. 
Um, lots of good stuff. We got the Sonata and Okada interaction. The Sonata love is continuing, and it's uh, it's big. And I think he's gonna give Okada a good run for his money, but he's ultimately not gonna win. But it's gonna be really, really entertaining. Sonata is really, um, I think, you know, second tier in Lij right now to Naito, and I, it's hard to argue against that. But Naito pins Yoshihashi. Nobody cares about Yoshihashi. Sorry. All right, U.S. title is on the line. Juice's run has been interesting. It has been. A fairly good long title run, but the defenses have been curious, and his spot on the G1 Supercard was even more curious, I think, to say the least. I didn't like it. It was odd. Hardcore street fight match. It looked like Delirious booked that, and, and it was it was a slow build, man. That was a tough six-man match to watch. But, you know, it is what it is, and Juice Robinson is... Still the U.S. champion. I really was surprised, personally. I thought Bad Luck Fale would get a pinfall here and we would get Bullet Club with some more gold. Having Bad Luck Fale in a, in a title run, knocking off some uh, you know contenders, I thought would be a great spot to do that. But Juice Robinson is still the champion. So I can't argue against that. I love Juice Robinson. It's his third defense. Um, Bad Luck Fale did everything he could. He was throwing them around the ring. He was throwing them around the chairs, on the benches. And Juice Robinson wins. Very big win. 17-minute match. I thought it was a very good, well-done match. And I would highly suggest you guys go check out Juice Robinson versus Bad Luck Fale. It was a good title defense. Then we got the main event. Oh, man. IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kota Ibushi, of course, winning at G1 Supercard over Tetsuya Naito. Taking on Zack Sabre Jr., the Rev Pro Champion. These two, I think they they probably could have been in, e- in WWE at this point. After their Cruiserweight Classic run, they put on a showing. And I'm, as a fan, I mean, you got to think, they probably got handed a contract and said, here you go, here's our number. And for these two to not be in WWE right now, I could not be happier. Um, fantastic styles contrast when these two go at it. Zack Sabre is going to manipulate your limbs and your fingers and your feet and your ankles and all the parts that hurt the most. And Kota Ibushi is going to uh, drop you on your neck. He's going to last longer he's going to endure more and that white belt the intercontinental belt looks so good around Kota Ibushi of course this is his first title run as we mentioned in the preview show last week fantastic wrestling match and I would urge you if you had a couple of free hours tomorrow or today or this weekend pop up New Japan World and find the Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. matches and just watch them all. It's just so aesthetically pleasing to see these two wrestle. And for anyone who says wrestling is not an art, um, I feel sorry because that's the way I see it. I think it's beautiful. 29 minutes of beautiful pro wrestling. Kota Ibushi wins, beating Zack Sabre Jr. We got the Bombayé 
Shinsuke reference, we got Kotebushi finishing off Zack Sabre Jr. in a brilliant wrestling match. I absolutely loved it. And then, of course, afterwards, we got a contender, Tetsuya Naito. The last IC champion came out and made a promo, said if there's anybody else, and my gosh, my heart beat, I thought, is Hiromu Takahashi coming out? Surely not, right? That is not the right spot. I mean, surely the best of the Super Juniors finals where Hiromu shows up. But anyways, Naito, nobody else comes out. Naito is challenging Kotebushi for the Intercontinental Belt again. He gets his rematch, and I couldn't be happier for it. So that's where we stand. A very good show. I would recommend watching Ibushi and Zack Sabre. I would recommend The Juice versus Bad Luck Fale. You can't go wrong with some Suzuki Goon action. I think that 10 man was really fun to see Jush and Thunder Liger. Uh, those are the three matches on the card that I would personally pick out. We look ahead, we get some. Actually, today, uh, the 23rd is um, when you're listening to this. So we'll have the best of the Super Juniors announcements. Uh, So if you're listening to this, hopefully I have put out the tweet for our competition that we're doing on Brain Buster Radio. So if you're listening to this at Brain Buster Radio, please follow us. First of all, subscribe to the audio feed if you haven't already and uh, check it out. We are going to put a contest through on challenge.com and uh, we'll have the links there. And uh, we got a few things to give away. We have a signed Chase Owens a trading card that has his signature and a piece of his fabric on the backside of the card. And we're going to give away an 8x10 of ACH, former Best of the Super Juniors competitor, and it is signed. So, two things to give away, and we'll throw in some stickers as well, to the winner of our Best of Super Juniors competition. So, we're getting that announcement today on the 23rd. We're getting three shows at Cork and Hall Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Very exciting. And, of course, Wrestling Dantaku is May 3rd and 4th with some really big matches. We'll have a preview show coming up soon, so check it out. Thanks, guys, for listening uh, for a, uh, you know, an informal look at the Cinderella tournament for stardom and an informal look at the results for Sengoku Lord. We'll have a... Wrestling Dantaku preview coming up soon. We are also going to be chatting with the uh, guys from WrestleThoughts Podcast in the upcoming week or so because Progress's Super Strong Style 16 is happening. And one of the guys are going to, I think, the third night of the the tournaments. And we're going to do a preview show together. So be on the lookout for that. We've got lots of fun stuff happening. And... Of course, next week, uh, I'm hoping to speak to uh, Andrew of Matman Wrestling Podcast. So, thanks for tuning in. Follow at Wilford Watches at Brain Busta Radio. Check out our pinned tweet for our contest that we have for a giveaway to a GP Wrestle Store, Gorilla Position Wrestle Store, original design t-shirt, patch, and some stickers. Talk to you next week. Thank you.
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storkyport always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storkyport always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.